Welcome to another in our Off the Circle series. On this week, we are talking veterans care, where to go in the city, what opportunities there are, and uh, how we can all unite with one another on Off the Circle. Listen to indie-based entrepreneurs and business people, their experience and expertise. Have some laughs and learn along the way on this episode of Off the Circle, the Indianapolis business scene like you've never heard it before. Your hosts are Douglas Carr and Ryan Grimes. Hey everybody, this is Doug Carr with Off the Circle. We have across from me the famous Harrison Painter. What's up? What's going on, man? It's been a while since we've shared the microphone. I know. It's been way too long since we've shared it. And uh, and I don't know if you guys know, but uh, I think everybody probably knows that I'm a Navy veteran, uh, but not too many people probably know that you're a Navy veteran as well, right? Absolutely. VP 31 Moffett Field, Enduring Desert Storm, and uh, yeah. some of the best times of my life. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we notice here in Indianapolis is, uh, we, we actually talked to Matt, who is our guest today, uh, from, he's a veteran service officer, right? For this city. Yeah. I'm the veteran service officer for the city of Indianapolis and Marion County, but I'm also the director of veteran services for the city of Indianapolis. Fantastic. And, and we also have Blaine Zimmerman with us. Blaine. Yep, I'm Blaine Zimmerman. I'm the chair of the newly formed Circle City Vets uh, initiative that the mayor's office is putting on. And and this is what's exciting because I think Harrison and I probably talked th- two years ago <laughs> about how there wasn't it was it was kind of disorganized organization, you know, with all the veterans groups and, and we felt kind of outside of it because we don't work, we're not, you know, we don't we don't uh, go after you know, federal um, contracts and, and all that stuff. Uh, we're, we're part of the tech community. And so we always felt kind of distant that, you know, Hey, we're veterans, but we really don't know how to help veterans or get involved. And then you came down to our office probably six months ago now, Matt. Has it been six months or more or something? Yeah. It's been a little while. It's little been while. a while. And, and Matt was nice enough to sit with us for, I think, you know, well, heck, probably a couple hours at, that day because it was a fun day and, uh, and really just spell out all the opportunities there are for veterans in town, uh, all the things that were going on. And, and we're excited to kind of see this come to fruition that we're all, we're all starting to connect with each other and kind of get the dials moving in the right direction where we can really help organize, um, you know, one provide obviously veterans an, an opportunity, you know, to get jobs or, or, you know, uh, in town. But the other one is also just, you know, knowing where to get their benefits and, and yeah, know, how to work with stuff. the VA. All kinds of stuff, right? So um, as a veteran service officer, I'm supposed to be tasked with uh, helping veterans through the VA process. And everybody knows that's like the easiest straightforward process that you've ever seen, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so easy that anybody can do it. Uh, but no, I, I, that's what I'm supposed to do. But uh, fortunately and unfortunately, uh, the mayor pays my salary, so he also gets to dictate what I do um, for for other things. Uh, and we've had some some issues in our city with homelessness and transportation and employment and other things. So I've been spending the majority of my time with uh, with other things, and a, a very small minority of my time 
with uh, helping veterans through the VA process. I am, however, working on, uh, you know, we just passed, a, we just passed a, or had a, a vote on a balanced budget this year. Uh, so we, we overcame a $50 million shortfall in the, in the city. Uh, so now I'm able to start pushing the mayor for hiring more people. And that's, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. where he started. He, he really cut a lot of, a lot of the, the fat was he didn't hire a full staff to start off with. Uh, so now that he's saved the money and now that he's pushed that kind of stuff, now I can start pushing him to hire some people. So, uh, it's, it's on the docket. I, I can't say it's top of the docket, but it's on the docket. Uh, and we're, we're in discussions right now. Do we hire four part-times, two full-times? Um, but the VA would really like us to hire seven full-time veteran service officers dedicated towards Marion County just because of the number of veterans we have in Marion County. And, and what are those numbers like? Are you ready? Yeah. I got them off the top of my head here. 63,000 63, veterans registered with the VA that live in Marion County. Wow. 18,000 of those are receiving compensation and pension benefits from the, from the, uh, from the VA. That leaves almost 40,000 veterans that are not bringing money from the VA into our community uh, because we are a proud bunch. We are too proud to accept the, the, the gift. Wow, that's, my math's not great, but that's about 65%, right? Yeah, and so that... That equals out to about a half a billion dollars a year. And, and when you look at the, the averages that a veteran pulls in, I think a, a veteran averages around $12,000, $13,000 a year uh, times those 40000 It's about a half a billion dollars we're missing out on our, our, our economy here. But that's only the veterans that are registered with the VA. There's an estimate of another 40,000 veterans in Marion County that are not registered with the VA. And those... Those are going to be your uh, typically, so I'm an old guy. Um, those are going to be a lot of your Cold War vets because unfortunately, a lot of Cold War vets don't think that they're vets, don't think that they get to qualify. The Vietnam guys, got it. We all They, they qualify, they fought. They, yes, yes, come in and get your get your benefits. The OIF, OEF guys, post 9-11 guys, yes, you fought wartime, you get your benefits. The, the Cold War guys, there, there wasn't a whole lot going on, so they don't think they get it. In reality, you do get it. It's 180 days on active duty. You can come and file with the VA. That's incredible. And and we talked a lot about, you know, why why would you? You know, a lot of people say, well, I wasn't injured. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. But but the fact is, is that you probably were injured. You probably did go to sick call. You probably did get laid up with either back injuries or, or some other type of thing. I, I think almost everybody does while they're in the Navy. And so what they don't realize is that some of the problems that they're having later in life were are, are there because of the aggravation, you know, of when they served. The biggest one is the hearing. Yeah. I mean, how many of us have walked around a jet engine going off at some point or a ship or a tank or one of those things, even a hammer? You know, that, that, all the hammering and wrenching and things that go on with being at the range, being at the range yeah. and it can attribute to your hearing loss. And so hearing loss is a big thing for, for the VA and they are now giving out hearing aids. Uh, I know a lot of wives are going to love this because I, I typically <laughs> tell people I can't hear, it. but a lot of wi my wife keeps telling me to get a hearing aid. Uh, they give out class A, like the high end hearing aids at the VA that hooks your phone with the Bluetooth and the whole nine yards. Uh, I mean... The care at the VA, the actual doctors are, are absolutely top notch. It's, it's really cool to see some of the care that they're doing there. And, and let's talk about that a little bit because I think if, uh, if I'm a veteran and I haven't been a part of the community and I don't know this stuff, all I read is what's in the news about, you know, veterans dying for care and everything. But, but they're not talking about Indianapolis where in Indianapolis, it's quite the opposite, right? 
we have incredible care facilities here. So the VA around the country is actually really good. So the, the, the doctor, it's a competitive process to get into the, for a doctor to get into the VA. Uh, because at the VA, you're going to see Agent Orange. You're going to see um, uh, it, it, the psychologists are going to see PTS and TBI uh, and a lot of anxiety and things like that. Uh, you're going to see amputations. You're going to see all different kinds of things at the VA that the average doctors don't really get a chance to see. So you're going to be able to progress your career by getting experience and exposed to a lot of these new <laughs> ailments yeah. that we that we have veterans come up with, right? Uh, so the care is, is, while it's not the highest paid job in the world, but the, the experience you're going to get is is second to none uh, from around the country. So it's a big push to get into the VA as a doctor. Um, I think the the piece that uh, Secretary McDonald and now Secretary Shulkin are really trying to fight is how to clean up the administration piece uh, and, and how to cl- the, the, the care um, uh, of – of the the patient uh, while not in actual doctor care, you know how the phone calls, the emails, how you're getting getting seen at the at the desk and everything like that. Right. Um, that's where they're they're doing they're kind of, kind of the bulk of their work is right now. The other thing that we haven't talked about is the VA benefits go a lot further than healthcare. <coughs> um, I mean that's that's the easy one to focus on. You know, people aren't going out and and claiming their hearing or claiming PTSD or things like that. But we've still got VA loans uh, for homes and, and allowing veterans to own homes here in Indianapolis, the education benefits. I was, there's a lot of different types of education benefits. Um, I used like three different ones. And I think a lot of people to your point think, well, I didn't do enough. Maybe I shouldn't sign up for that. Or maybe I don't qualify um, those types of things. They add up quick. I mean, it's it's a going back to school is not cheap, and if you can get your service time to pay for it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it, Blaine, that's a that's a good point because a lot of people don't realize there's two different uh, there's actually three different offices of the VA. There's the 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 medical center, the hospital. There's the Veterans Benefits Administration where you get all your benefits for a compensation and pen and and pension and, and all the different things. And then there's the cemetery portion as well. Uh, but if you need to get benefits for the VA, that's not at the hospital. Don't walk in the front. I mean, if you walk in the front door of the hospital and go to the information desk and say, Hey, where do I get my benefits? Right. They will help you. They're nice people, but it's not in that building. You're going to have to go somewhere else to, to find that assistance. So, uh, yeah, there's, there is two, two different places, uh, to do that. And in Indianapolis, the Veterans Benefits Administration is at the, uh, federal building, uh, across the street from the War Memorial on the third floor. If you just go up to the third floor of that building, it's the whole third floor. So just walk around up there and you'll find somebody to help you. That's incredible. And and both of you guys touched on this, you know, education benefits. You talked about medical benefits. Um, this is money that's already pre-budgeted. Like a lot of people in, in Harrison and I, when we were talking to you, you know, we were like, well, you know, we don't want to be a suck on the economy or anything like that. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> you know, hard. we have we have jobs. But, but your point was, no, no, this is – this is already allocated. This is sitting there. Federal dollars. Go, go get the, and if you don't, uh, if you don't feel you need the addition to your house or the new car or your kid needs braces or, or whatever it is, uh, give it to your church, give it to a nonprofit, you know, um, write a big check and dump it in one of these guys, the, the panhandlers buckets, if you want to, I, whatever you want to do, bring it back to the economy. Cause that's going to get spent at a local owner's store 
and you know, you're going to pay for your dry cleaning or, or something like that. And that person's going to be able to send their kids to college and, and get that doc, doctor bills for their kids. And it's just everything in the community is going to just help us out as a community as a whole. And that's the bigger point, right? So go back to what's the number that our economy is missing based on those number of Half a billion. Well, so the estimate is somewhere between 300 and 800 million dollars a year. So think about that. This is not welfare. Right. Right. This is something that all veterans have earned. And by not applying, not being part of the system, the city is really missing out from an economy standpoint. It, not, not, yeah, the city. But when you, I mean, let me clarify the city comment because it's not just, it's not Mayor Hogsett that's missing out. Right, it's right, the, right. It's the people of, it's the, the community that's missing right. out. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Um, but it's, it's, you know, the, the shop owner who's, who's going to be able to, to sell a couple extra things for you. Well, and even for us, you know, we, we work with all these startups and entrepreneurs, you know, that, that could be the baseline money that you need to eat your ramen noodles while you're, yeah. while you're getting your company off the ground. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, it, you know, we've all, we've all had loser lunch where it's a slap of bologna between two palms and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, sometimes you got to do that. Right. But it's, uh, yeah. I mean, bring that money back in and, and, and invest it. There's venture cap venture capitalism here in the city that's, that's starting to take off a lot. Angel investing. There's all kinds of cool stuff going on. So uh, even if you don't want to get involved, uh, you know, get it all in cash, put it in a shoebox and dump it off at your church. I'm sure they'll love to have it. Yeah. And veterans out there, stop being so humble. <clears throat> yeah. Right. I mean, one of the big things that Doug and I talked about, we really don't know who the prominent veteran CEOs and, and business owners really are in this city. Right. That, that I went to Chicago for a meeting and I saw all these high end corporate CEOs getting together and VPs and all that. And they had a big discussion here in Indy. Like, I don't know who those people are. And I think it's because we're humble. Look, I just started putting veteran owned business on my stuff this year. Yeah. You know, so I'm just as guilty as most people of that as well. So I think we need to stop being so humble and start talking about our veteran status. Harrison, that is a fantastic point. And that segues right into Blaine. Blank, can you tell us about what you're doing? With Circle City Vets? Yeah. So we are working – this all happened because I was running a golf outing and tried to pitch a, beer, uh, a, a brewery to give us free beer. And when I gave my pitch, Matt just so happened to be sitting next to me and said, hey, I think we need to talk. <laughs> um, those talks evolved into – we're working um, with some prominent businesses here in the city um, that – we'll be hopefully announcing soon um, in order to help veterans uh, transition really uh, back into the civilian world, whether it be through the reserves or through active duty um, and help them find that education and, and employment opportunities that are out there. I think that um, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I think that our city does a pretty good job of, of hiring and you've got, you know, some of the juggernauts here in the city that really pride themselves on hiring vets. But I think the other side of that is also the retention side as well. Um, you've got, you know, say a guy named Tim and he's a, uh, air force vet. And you know, when you own a business or you're a manager, when your employees are ready for that next step. And you also know if you have or don't have that next step available to him. Well, why are we losing Tim to Cincinnati or Chicago or yep. St. Louis, right? Why aren't these companies getting together and saying, hey, I got a guy and I know that you've got some positions over there. We need to get him in front of you so that we're keeping him in Indianapolis. Because from a retention standpoint, what that's doing is Tim's telling all of his buddies in the Air Force how awesome Indianapolis is and how hard they work to keep him in the city. 
there he's also like so you know some of them may move here you also probably just got yourself a boomerang employee because when tim's ready for his next position he's going to remember everything you did for him and he's probably going to be way more open to coming back um i think that that's that's kind of where our jumping off point is right now um we really kind of want to focus on um improving the community for veterans here in indianapolis i think that the community portion is a really big part of it and we're still kind of seeing um how to formulate that um we've got some ideas and trying to figure out the best way to do it moving forward but i think to your point even guys men and women that aren't ceos they're the same way i know that i struggle with that when i first came out of active duty was i didn't i wanted to be blaine and get a job because i deserved it um I didn't want to be, oh, well, this guy's a veteran. And, you know, I, it, yeah, it a almost lot of pride. seemed a lot of pride. Yeah. It, 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 I, it wasn't a negative stigma, but it was still like, I didn't want it to seem like I was, something was happening because I was a veteran. Um, because, well, we didn't join the military to get a favor. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And those people always really annoy me. Like the guys that wear their uniform on a plane, hoping they'll get upgraded to first class. Like <laughs> those guys suck. <laughs> but there's uh, there's definitely something that like you do it you do have to stop being humble and say hey like this is what i did and from our standpoint like i'm i'm way more willing to go out and say hey i'm a veteran and what i want to do is i want to help more veterans be more comfortable saying i'm a veteran and i want to give back to the indianapolis community so when i think so you know some companies obviously realize the advantage of that right you know that they they realize that you know you're you're someone that's not afraid to work hard you're not afraid of hours you're someone that can take orders you're someone with attention to detail you know all of those aspects of military life that that swing over you know even now today you know i i attention to detail for us you know for design troubleshooting you know analytics is is critical to everything that we're doing and i think finally employers are large employers are figuring that out right salesforce has vet force is it yeah so you know? um we have we are fortunate to have uh a few headquarters here in indy and I, you know, I don't want to bust out Blaine and, and what he's talking about, but a lot of those companies that he's talking about that are joining this, this Circle City Vets thing or, or who have committed, uh, have their names, uh, 20 some floors up on top of buildings here in Indianapolis. Um, so you've all seen them, but Salesforce has VetForce internal, uh, who's an internal affinity group, veteran affinity group. Uh, Lily has a group. Rolls Royce, uh, has a group. Uh, UPS, FedEx, uh, Covance, uh, Anthem. I mean, there's, you name it. There's every large large company around here. Usually, usually has a veterans affinity group inside of it, and if it doesn't, it has a bunch of vets that are going to going to drinking beer at during the Army Navy games kind of thing. Well, and um, I wasn't holding out their names to be humble. We just haven't finalized everything and gotten everybody to say okay. I will say that some of the companies he said are a part of it. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll just we'll leave it at that, and then when we can make our official announcement. But but that's fantastic. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's also so Blaine's also doing a great job with with these companies pushing them out because we want to have when these companies go out to and, and not just those big companies, but anybody who's a part of Circle City Vets goes out to recruit at Cherry Point, North Carolina or MCRD San Diego or, or, uh, or, or any of these other places, uh, Travis Air Force Bay. Yeah. Who, who can go <laughs> lovely Watertown, New York, <laughs> um, who can go out to these places and recruit some of these vets. 
They go out with a logo. They go out with a sign. They go out with something else to offer, not just a job at their place, but a, but a community to, to join into that they, you don't have to join, but it's, it's available for you to come in and, and join and be a part of get transition because a lot of these organizations are not just the internal veterans affinity groups, but we're talking about colleges. We're talking about barbers, realtors, rental properties, all these places. So if you're, if you're going to come in and, uh, be a part of Matt Hall company or, or uh, incorporated. Uh, we're also working with realtors who can help you find a house. And this realtor gives, uh, you know, extra, t- we'll, we'll donate an extra hour to helping you find a place or, uh, you know, haircuts or communities or whatever else. Here's the CrossFit gym. Here's the yep. marathon running group, like whatever can bring you, whatever makes community to you. We are trying to bring all of that in because I think that one of the things I try to do with, with the, the people that are on this council um, is really challenge them to think outside of just, we want to hire vets. Well, why to all of your points, Doug, that's why people want to hire vets. Yep. But what, what is the, the end goal, right? And it's to create a Indianapolis as a really great community for veterans. And if those veterans are getting out and talking to each other and, and doing more than just going to the Legion once in a while and having beers and doing more things then they're probably going to say Indianapolis is a pretty awesome place. What can we do to help? And then they start giving back and then it just, you know, hopefully starts blooming and and getting larger. Well, no, I think this is great because you you do have kind of the negative stigma. I won't call anybody out, but some of the more, the the traditional veteran groups where it is just a bunch of people drinking beer and complaining. Right. And (laughs) the young folks don't want to be part of that, right? They're cause driven. And they want to be part of something, again, bigger than themselves. So I think that's where Circle City Vets and, and organizations like this come in to fill that void. And, and I don't think this is a uh, an, an umbrella organization that keeps everything underneath it. I think this is more of a connection organization that connects right. different organizations together. So we're not looking to recreate the, the wheel with this. We're just looking to create all the – to connect all the different wheels to it. But that's but that's what's critical. You know, I mean, I, I think – when I when I talked to you, you know that I had started my business ten years ago, and it was a a quagmire, right? It was you know I had to go fill out this paperwork here, go register this here, get on you know Sam dot gov, uh, mail Duns and Bradstreet, yeah. all that garbage, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, and and uh, and so then I got it all done, and then it was a okay, Crickets. now what? Crickets. <laughs> right? I did all the stuff you told me. Now what? Yeah, and then and, and so they then, hit you up next year for another. 30 bucks or whatever. Exactly. And so, so I, and there just wasn't a support group there. There wasn't a blame, you know, there were, and, uh, and I don't even know that we had, a, I wouldn't even, even known that we had a veteran service officer, you know, in town. And so I think the, you know, the opportunity here with like a podcast like this is to get the, you know, Hey, if you know a veteran and you're listening to this show, send this podcast over to them to listen to because now we do have connectors. Now we got Matt. Now we got Blaine. We'll talk, you know, at the end of the show about where you can find them and what you can go through. But the fact is, is that now it's here and it's starting to really emerge quickly, you know, and thank you for the work you're doing because this is, it's, it's absolutely critical. I, w- I was lost, you know, and so these, these are, op- and, and then of course, now that my business is doing well and Harrison's is doing well, now we want to, we want to figure out how to keep pushing you guys, you know, how do, how can we help? What can we do to, you know, to assist? And so I'm really excited about where this is going. 
Off the Circle is brought to you by MyITND. If you're a small to medium-sized business and need assistance with networking, security, and other IT services, contact Ryan at info at myitnd.com. Off the Circle is brought to you by DK New Media. DK New Media is a marketing consultancy working with some of the world's largest brands on their digital marketing and media strategies. Contact Doug at dknewmedia.com. I think it's going to be cool, man. I, I think there's so many things uh, that Indy does. Unfortunately, Indy's a flyover state, and we have uh, a big state, a big city uh, about three hours north northwest of us that takes up a lot of our pub. But uh, we're doing some cool stuff here that nobody else is doing, and not a lot of people are seeing about it or hearing about it. Uh, and not that we're doing it in a silo for uh, on purpose. It's just that we're focused on doing the right thing. Yeah. And so we're not getting a lot of these influences from the coasts, from, from New York, from, from Dallas on, on a lot of these things. We are, uh, thinking outside the box. And a lot of times we're doing the same thing that a lot of those organizations are doing anyways, but we're thinking outside the box to fix, fix a lot of our issues and our problems. And a lot of times it's, we, we are working very hard not to recreate businesses so that other, we take, take business away from other people but to accentuate and kind of push up other businesses around us to, to really help out our, our community. Yeah. So we can keep what's ours, right? Exactly. We want to keep these exactly. folks. I, I just, I just want to connect you with other people that can help you get bigger and better. Fantastic. Well, let's, let's talk about what, if you're a veteran, uh, whether, and it doesn't make a difference what age, right? Whether you just got out of the service or whether you're 70 years old, I'd right? recommend you do it while you're still in. Yeah. Okay. Get that transition going while you're still in. File for the VA. Just, just there's, there's a form. Even if you don't have anything wrong with you, so not, not a lot of people know this. If you are rated at zero percent disability as as a veteran, you send in your, you broke your knee or you broke your leg playing soccer or doing combat salsa in Bagram one night, and uh, you know you twisted an ankle and you come back and you were there. <laughs> no ish. There I was. True story. <laughs> right? Is that how all good stories start? Uh, I changed one word, but uh, it, yeah. So if you have an issue and you think that you you are disabled, not even you just send your stuff in. If you don't have a physical ailment, if you don't have a problem, go through all all the stuff, and then you get rated at zero percent disability. You are here's you're still a disabled vet. Even at a zero percent disability, you still get you still get to put disabled vet on your cards. You still get to get the disabled vet benefits. You just don't get the monthly stipend right. that comes with with your an injury. So you still get to get all the business the, the assistance from the small business administration with filing your paperwork. You still get to uh, utilize the VA. Um, you, you know, in Indiana, you still get the 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 golden ticket to go into all the state parks for free. Uh, you know, there's so much that you get to do uh, as a zero percent rated. Uh, disabled veteran. You still are considered a disabled veteran. It's it's crazy to me. I did not know that. Yep. Yeah. Even as a zero percent rating, education benefit too for it, your children. Yep. I, I, you probably know. I I only know kind of what that means. My kid's four, so I haven't looked at. Yeah, it mine aren't old enough. But yeah. the way I understand <laughs> it is, if you are up to a zero percent um, disabled vet, which sounds weird, you're zero you're zero percent disabled. Um, your children can get tuition at any of the state schools. None of the private schools, but the state schools will you – know, obviously, they still have to pay for room and board and everything like that. But that's still a pretty big chunk of change out of your pocket there. Yeah. So. That's incredible. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. A lot of good – I mean, 
too much to list in, in this podcast, but uh, yeah, go check it out. Uh, if you just, uh, I, I heard of a, a website. Uh, what's the name of that thing again? Uh, it lists all the resources. What's that? Azimuth. Azimuth. Yeah, I've heard of that thing. Uh, if you look up at azimuthlist.org, I think they've got all the Veterans Benefits Administrations listed across the United States. You can you can find a phone number or an address there to go find them. Love it. Fantastic. And Blaine, how do they what what can we do to help you, you know? It's a good question. We are still getting ourselves off the ground. We still have some stuff to to finalize and formalize. Um, I think that we're probably looking at uh, beginning of 2018 for some of our projects coming out. And once that first project kind of kicks off, um, then we'll be able, we'll really be on hitting the ground running as far as looking for volunteers and looking for different ways um, to, to make our events better and to get more veterans out uh, really um, just so we can give them a resource to be able to talk to each other. I don't think that, that we're doing anything groundbreaking for them. We're just trying to give them an avenue to do things for themselves. So fantastic. Well, and you guys know we're on board. Uh, you know, we had spoke by the time this, by the time this airs, you know, we'll have already had our meeting, but uh, the speakeasy is of course interested in assisting um, because it has a great venue space and everything else, classroom and everything. And then, you know, Harrison's been working with 317 Collaborate. And, and is, did I say that right? Is Collaborate, Collaborate 317. I, I did it the opposite. See, Collaborate 317, which is also just an incredible space. And so we've got obviously these connections to these. these and a couple folks. of pretty good marketers that can yeah, uh, yeah. really spread the word. And nonprofits, right? Those are, those are both nonprofits, which, which is always nice too. So their whole thing isn't to make a buck. It's, you know, it's how do they improve the city? So we're, we're looking forward to really helping you guys and, and having this just take off we're really looking forward to it too i know the speakeasy is 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 going to be great in this whole thing just uh you know with, there's a lot of veteran entrepreneurs that are out there um you know the age of of working at the factory for 30 years and getting your gold watch is is kind of gone away so there's a lot of people trying to figure out uh i mean in the, in the military we're taught how to lead soldiers from a very young age and so uh, it's tough to take that leadership training away when you get out. You want to run something. You want to lead something. You want to be in charge of something. That's what you're good at. That's what you learned how to do. Uh, and so there's a lot of veteran entrepreneurs that are out there looking to uh, to figure this stuff out. Speakeasy, we're, we're looking at uh, hopefully doing some sort of collaboration with them to uh, to entice some veterans to come and be a part of this this entrepreneurial space here. And and I think you know I'll I'll throw in a two cents on that too that you know the opportunity here is that if you know someone that you know did come back and has PTSD these spaces are fantastic for that as well right and that's that you know these aren't rigid you know go stand in a factory you know yeah. <laughs> stand next to a piece of machinery stuff a lot of the companies have flexible working hours incredibly supportive environments to work in they they recognize the fact that you know someone coming back that might have some problems and need time off from here and there these are the perfect conditions to work in you know and it's it's startups are just uh you know you're doing it you're doing it to get bloody anyways you know and so People are really, really helpful and supportive of, you know, your private life versus your work life and everything else. So I think there's some good opportunities here for um, veterans, old, young, you know, disabled, not disabled, you know. And we have beer. Yeah, we have beer and bourbon. And yeah. bourbon. 
I'd never go home. That was what attracted me to tech. <laughs> yeah. when I, first back. I actually, when I first got out of active duty and moved back, um, I had an idea I wanted to work in the tech space. I had a friend that worked at the Speakeasy in Broderpool. His company oh, yeah. was out of there. And he directed me to your website, which was just a exhaustive list of all the tech companies in Indy. Yeah. And all I did, I, I tried to be proactive and go before I was out. And I just started sending my resume to every one of them until somebody hired me. So <laughs> you, you were actually really helpful in me finding a job, even though you didn't know that. That's awesome. So, that is awesome. Right yeah, I love it. And it's that's why we're here. You know, I mean, it's it's a weird community. I think, you know, if you're in Austin or Boston or San Francisco, you know, you get drowned out in a, in a tech community. Nobody knows who you are, you know. But in Indianapolis, it's not hard to stand out. You know, and we, and we're growing like crazy. I, I think I saw the stats at 2016, over 5,000 new jobs added, you know, and these are, these are really above average pay jobs, you know. Indy, Indiana does one thing though. We're, we are number one in the nation hiring vets. Our, our veteran unemployment rate is around 1%. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So if you're a vet and you're, that, what that means is that we have more jobs than we have vets. So if you are a vet looking for work, yeah. it's here. If you're out of state and you want to find something cool to do and get in, get in somewhere with, you know, the lilies, the sales forces, the, the, you know, even in the entrepreneurial space, there's, uh, uh, the 1150 Academy, which teaches coding for veterans yep. and they'll, they'll teach for free. Salesforce has free certificates for veterans and their spouses. I, I mean, if you're interested in tech, if you want to stay at home and, and work in your PJs with a, a cup of your own coffee and kick your dog around every 30 seconds or something yep. uh, you could do that you know just get on salesforce and, and f you take take some of those classes there's a really cool uh group going on here kind of an underground rumble of of it happening here yep. it's not just the tech community either um indianapolis as a city is a very um accessible city um there's another project that i've worked on for the past few months that's not veteran related, but we were two phone calls away from anybody we wanted to talk to about this project from former deputy mayors to the CEO of IndyCar. I mean, we told them about a project. They said, it's for Indianapolis. It's to make Indianapolis better. Come on over. I'll give you an hour of my time. Um, so for somebody who moved back and I'm not from Indianapolis. I'm from Cicero. I mean, it's close, but I knew no one here to be able to get to the point where I'm actually, you know, doing things with the mayor's office just from going out and, and trying. That's all you have to do. As long as you come out here. And that's what I love about Indianapolis so much is you come out and you try. Somebody's going to help you out and you're going to be able to at least get, be given the tools to, to help me meet your goals here in Indy. And I think that that's a super important thing to talk about. It's not just the tech community. It's the city as a whole. We're very accessible. And, and I think most of that good old Hoosier hospitality, people really want to see you succeed and help you succeed in the way they, whatever way they can. And we got good beer. We, yeah. we do have good beer. Yeah. There's a theme here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so once again, I, I just want people to be clear. So, uh, Matt, you work for the Veteran Service Office. Anywhere people can go online for information on that or how to call you or? Yeah. If you go on the city website right now, we have a splash page, but the city is, is, it's an exhaustive, uh, effort at creating a digital city hall. Uh, so we will have pages on that as well. Uh, but right now there is a splash page, which has my, uh, email address. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, it's matt.hall at indy.gov. 
Uh, that is the best way to get a hold of me. Please don't call my phone. I can't answer my phone. It rings off the hook all day, and it's clogged with messages. If I, I apologize in advance, but my office phone is is toast. Uh, but matt.hallandindy.gov if you need to get a hold of me. And it's important for folks to know that there is one of you in every major county, county right now. Every All 92 counties in Indiana. Yeah, so you have a veteran service officer in your county that you should be talking to if you haven't already. And you can go down there and literally just sit down and do the paperwork right there, right? Yeah, so there's a, something else you might not know. There's a, a, a form intent to file, which will start your date of, of your claim. So if... Uh, if I filed that, that if I didn't have all my paperwork today, but I walked into my veteran service officer and I was able to file an intent to file, uh, and then I, I could go back. I have a year to go back, get all my paperwork, come back, file my claim, and my initial start date would be the date that I filed my my intent. So it, even if you don't have all your paperwork or you can't find all your paperwork, go in and file that intent real quick. It takes about 20, 30 minutes. You're going to go talk to the VSO. He's going to ask you about all your service. And uh, you'll file your intent to file, and then you go back home and find your DD-214 and find all your medical paperwork and all that different stuff. If you can't find that stuff, your veteran service officer should know some phone numbers to call around the country to help you find that stuff. I had to call back to uh, Fort Carson to get some documentation um, sent back to me on some some work I had done back in 1992. And uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, <laughs> there was uh, – they, but they sent it right out, and I was, I was able to submit that paperwork. So, yeah, talk to your VSO. Uh, they will be able to figure out, you know, they'll be able to find, file your intent to file right away. Uh, and then they will help you find all your paperwork that you can find. I get emails all day from all over the state saying, Hey, I've got this situation. Somebody's, somebody's spouse came in or, or I, we had a world war two vet die and, and, uh, the spouse just came in and doesn't know where to go or if they, if she gets help or anything like that kind of stuff, how do we find help? So that we, we have a good network there. Awesome. And, and, uh, Blaine. Where can people find you? The best way to probably get a hold of me now is to also through email, blaine.zimmerman at indy.gov. Um, if you're lazy, Matt's is obviously easier to type in. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Appreciate that. Just write my name in the subject and he'll just forward it. Uh, Thanks, man. But yeah, no, it's blaine.zimmerman at indy.gov. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter and all of that good stuff. Indy Blaine is my Twitter handle. And I am more of a reader than a tweeter, so I don't know. I don't know how much how beneficial it'll be to follow me, but feel free. That's awesome. And uh, and hey, uh, from two vets here, thank you for what you guys are doing too. Because I know, I know you're not doing it for wealth and fame. You're you're plugging around every single day, just trying to help vets out. And, you're saying and, we can't make a lot of money doing this? That, <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody lie to you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right after I raised my right hand. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I walked in that recruiting office, I don't think anybody's told me the truth. So, but no, I I really mean that sincerely. Thank you for what you guys do. It's much needed. Yeah. yeah, needed. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having right. us on. Well, uh, if you guys like this episode, once again, if you, if you know of a veteran, please pass it along to them, uh, and so that they can hear and understand how to contact the VA. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Please like us. Leave a review. A review is the greatest way to get us up in the rankings. And uh, and we hope you to listen next time. This is Doug Carr and Harrison Painter. There Until we go. Next time, <laughs> love it. If you're an Indianapolis business and would like to be on Off the Circle, contact us at offthecircle.com. Off the Circle is recorded at DK New Media's State-of-the-Art Studio, the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis.